to a damn podcast. I'm Adam Sherlock. I'm Adam Pulcher. What episode is this? 21. Is this 21? Yep. Our podcast can officially drink. Oh! Yeah! It's about Did you set time. me up for that? No, I honestly <laughs> didn't know. That was just, that's how good I am. Off the top of my head. You were All right. wild. Last week we did <clears throat> the war epic Apocalypse Now starring Marlon Brando. Who was in the score with Robert De Niro? That's a good movie too. I do like that. And one. that's uh, Frank Oz. That's Miss Piggy that directed that. <laughs> and Yoda. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Ed uh, Norton's great in that. Too. Ed Norton's really good in that. I like where he's playing the kind of mentally retarded guy. In the yeah. Beginning. And that, that was great. Um. Anyway, with the, Robert De Niro, who was in Heat with Val Kilmer, who's in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, with. Mr. Downey Jr. himself. Who is in this week's movie, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder! We were able to go and see a sneak preview of this, so uh, whenever we can, we're going to try and do the podcast that week. Uh, yeah, more movie, so. of newer movies. Hopefully. This isn't even out yet. Nope. This doesn't come out. Well, let's see. Okay. If today's the... It comes out tomorrow. Today's the 12th? Yeah, it comes out 13th. It comes out the 13th. So it'll actually... That, that, how how apropos. But no one sees the movie out. on Wednesday night, do they? I don't know. We did. <laughs> I guess that's true. Last week we did. We saw. Well, it, it was free. Night. This is true. This is very but, true. But uh, since this is such a newer movie, we're going to do a non-spoiler edition. So yeah. um, if you haven't seen the movie, that's fine. That's fine. You can listen to this. You can listen to this podcast with with no trouble. Excellent. Yes. So, uh, and it's a comedy anyway, and so there. I mean. There's definitely some amazing gags in it. I'm not going to pull a Levi and say, this isn't going to ruin the movie, and then but I say something. when everyone dies at the end. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, <clears throat> it being a comedy, it is it is harder to spoil. It is. It. I think we'd more spoil quoting awesome lines. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're going to keep the quoting to an absolute minimum for this. Yes. So Before I'll, we get started, how's, how's your week been? That's all right. Yeah? Yeah. Did you do anything neat? Um... Not really. I went to I went and worked in Ogden today, mm-hmm. and this lady's house that I worked in was like a menagerie of nightmares. Her living room, she had like seriously like menagerie. Yeah, she had these <laughs> fucking dream catchers that was like as big around as a fucking oil barrel. Oh my god! Like hanging from different places on her ceiling, and then if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> she had little porcelain dolls. Some of them half and half. Half of them dressed up, and tell me that this is not the the, uh, the the perfect ingredients for white trash. Half of them are dressed up like Native Americans, <laughs> and the other half are dressed up like Harlequin clowns. <laughs> and they were hanging from these fucking trapeze swings the from her. her ceiling, like they were sitting on like like little little like swing, like the man <laughs> on the flying trapeze. Like yeah, I mean, seriously, <laughs> Abby would have fucking lost her mind because she doesn't like. Those are her two most hated things: are, are clowns and porcelain dolls. <laughs> Your wife, yeah, my wife, and they're <laughs> hanging from the fucking ceiling. Like I walked in there and was like, "You got to be fucking kidding!" Me. I was gonna say when you walked in, were you just like, "Oh my I, god!" I actually, it was as good as it could possibly be because I was in a, a, a we were uh, replacing cabinets, kitchen cabinets in a government government uh, housing. Oh really? So it's just like, so it's like that's what was going on inside, and then outside while we were there, some girl got arrested. Like, whoa, watch it! Did you just put your phone in the garbage can? Nope. Okay. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the cops showed up and arrested some girl, and then some guys went and scored some meth, and like, nice. there are these dudes like hanging. You know, it's two Tuesday, like Tuesday during the day, and there's like. 
these 40 year old dudes hanging out with their 17 year old girlfriends and playing with their kids and just disgusting awesome just hideous more tattoos on necks and fucking t-shirts with juggalos on like, it was just oh my god but i want to tell Sounds you about like a that great working environment I, it really was i couldn't wait to get the hell out of there i couldn't wash my hands enough because i'm like tearing out like you know stuff from in their kitchen right like how many greasy hideous meals have been made like how many times do you have to like bake fucking microwavable burritos until you finally coat your walls with grease. <laughs> Gross. Fucking Hot Pockets, man. Okay, well, along with Tropic Thunder, we're going to also do our fourth installment of the Joe Dante Film Festival. The Howling. The Howling. And we're going to do our top five worst titles for movies. Because Tropic Thunder is a pretty hideous title. I mean, purposely it's so. It's supposed to be. But that's, and that's one of the rules, too, is that it isn't, uh, this is sort of a wide umbrella of bad titles for movies. It can be bad titles for movies that are actually really bad movies. Bad titles for a movie that was it was an intentional bad title for a movie, yeah. but you know, just all encompassing. Yep. Sorry about my tangent. I just had to tell you about. No, my, that's amazing. <laughs> my, the Harlequin. Oh God, that sounds creepy. Fucking horrible. All right. Anyway, uh, Tropic Thunder. So basic premise. Ben Stiller directed, written yep. by Stiller himself, uh, Justin Theroux. Justin Theroux and Ethan Cohen. <laughs> Really, the Cohen brother. <laughs> wow. So well, that, 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 it actually that makes sense. Anything, but, oh uh, yeah. So the basic premise is that uh, Cockburn. What's his name in it? Brian Cockburn is the director or whatever. Yeah, Stephen Steve Coogan. Yeah, Steve Coogan, uh, making a war epic, and it's kind of like for for a couple of the characters in it, like for Ben Stiller's character and for Jack Black's character. Like, this is sort of their last-ditch effort to do something and be taken seriously because all of Ben Stiller's movies are just the biggest piece of shit action movies you've ever seen where he's doing, like, what's the name of the movie that he's doing? Uh, I it's can't like, remember. But it's like it's on its, like, eighth sequel yeah. of this series playing the same fucking character. Mm-hmm. And, then he, and then he tried to branch out and do something serious, and he was in <laughs> this movie where he played a mentally retarded... Simple uh, Jack. Yeah, mentally retarded farmhand named Simple Jack. <laughs> That just got, like, bombed, got panned by the critics or whatever. And so that's his character. And so he wants to do this serious war drama. And then you have Jack Black, who is essentially this sort of, like, Eddie Murphy-style character where he's just, like... Coked out, annoying. Coked out, super <laughs> annoying, and doing and doing the same shitty movie over and over again where it's the fats. The farts or something. They're, they're like, the yeah, the family's, like, the farts or the fats or something, and he plays all the characters, and he's in these This movie begins... Suits. Amazingly, and is a perfect setup for yeah all the characters. It's another one of these things, and I love it when they do this. I, I felt like they did this. Uh, um, Death I, proof. What's yeah, yeah? That's a really good example. They're, like these movies that are supposed to actually like they they want it to feel as realistically this that this exists in in in, in real life as possible. And so it's one of those things where. You have an actor in the movie, and he's portraying a character, but then he's hanging out with somebody that's playing themselves. Yeah. You know, like Zoolander was another good one, where it was like... <laughs> tell your friend Billy tell Zane. Your son, <laughs> tell your friend Billy Zane to shut up. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. In fact, and, and, and the way that they do this no, in the movie... You should listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's, he's a, a cool, cool dude. Yeah, he's a cool dude. That's right. <laughs> out of my face, Zane. That's what he says. Um, but, you know... Uh, uh, what this movie does is, uh, before the movie starts, it gives you three fake trailers 
Uh, one for Jack Black's character, where it's the Fats, where he's playing all the mm-hmm. characters. Another one for uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., who he plays this guy who's like won like a hundred Oscars, yep. and he's Australian like this guy. Australian like method actor who's just like out of his mind. But and, like, off camera, he's wild, yeah, he's crazy, wild, and, and he always drunk. I love that picture where he's on the. Uh, <laughs> Hotel balcony, just buck naked with that <laughs> bottle of vodka, just like like. And then Ben Stiller, of course, they show the sequel of uh, of the movie, his movie, which is similar to like a slice of Stallone or something, and yeah, and you know something like that. And then I, they actually show the commercial too for the African American, uh, the younger guy. Oh um, yeah, his, uh, his like, uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino. Al, 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 no, I think it's Alpa, isn't it? Al, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, A L P A Chino. <laughs> Yeah, for his uh, j- his drinks, his booty. Uh, what is it? What was it called? I can't remember. The one was no. There was the Bust a Nut Bar. Yeah, that was the name of the like energy bar. And then the drink was like was bo- I think it was booty bo- shake. Booty. Yeah, I think it was booty Something shake. Like that. Yeah, you know that actually reminded me. Uh, and I remember you and I had talked about this um, with the movie uh, adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody who remembers the movie adaptation that. That, uh, you know, when I watched uh, Tropic Thunder and they had the trailers at the beginning, the fake mm-hmm. trailers, I remember the thing that you told me after you went inside adaptation. I was like, wasn't it great? And you were like, it fucking was, man, but there would have been one thing that would have made it better. And I was like, what? And you were like, they should have had a trailer for the three yeah. at the beginning of the movie. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. That's like, right. that would have made it a perfect movie. Like, <laughs> it would have been like, put it up on a shelf because you can't top that. But that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this makes it feel more realistic that way. Um, And so basically, yeah, they're all doing this war movie. uh, And it's a spoof on Hollywood and also the war movie as well. Yeah, it's a spoof on so many things. Probably more Hollywood, I guess. I don't know, but I mean... mean, Well, we'll get into that in a second. I mean, essentially the the rest of the premise is really simple, which is, uh, so these three prima donnas go off with this first-time director... Uh, the movie's way the fuck over budget. Uh, they can't get any of the scenes right. It's costing way too much and taking way too long. And so Nick Nolte's character is supposed to be the author of uh, what the uh, the movie is based on. Says, "Oh, put him out in the bush. You know, hide hide cameras up in the trees and just film them. You know, and and send in soldiers to attack them." So they do. And they send him out into the middle of nowhere in Vietnam. Hell breaks loose. Whatever. And mm-hmm. I, and I think this is uh, this isn't spoiling anything because it's in all the trailers. But essentially, they end up like on somebody's drug farm that has all these soldiers and guys with real guns who actually start fighting them, and they're unaware that it isn't the movie. And that's the whole premise of the movie. And I think that I know that for me, one of the things I found really cool about this movie is that it works on so many different levels. I mean, <laughs> there are total dick and fart jokes. Yeah. But then there's these these really subtle uh, um, undertone humor dealing with the idea of Hollywood and the idea of celebrity and fame and, and, and how that's different than real life. And then there's an even uh, a deeper level of that where they're making fun of the action movie and the war movie. Mm-hmm. But then even below that, Stiller's direction is so good that it actually looks like a really good war movie. Yeah. Like the scenes that are supposed to be the movie look fucking amazing. Totally. Like they, they, there's incredible action sequences. Well, I really, like, I really like seeing somebody other than uh, the Apatow crew make a rated R comedy. You know, agreed, and, and just like 
have it, and doing it differently than the Apatow crew, well, you know, and not having Seth Rogen in it. And, I totally you know, just, agree. Yeah, just kind of do, doing something different, and the well, elements the, are there. You the know? rated R comedy. Like, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that is something really. It's coming back in a big way, and I think that probably the 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 first real pinnacle of it was probably 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. Because that was one. And, and you before know, that, though, like American Pie, that whole wave of stuff where it was... But that's the thing is that that's all this like slapsticky kind of humor where it's like if it was a joke that was dirty, it was for the sake of the joke being dirty. And I think with the 40-Year-Old Virgin, pushed it into a realm of like... Yeah, this is a really dirty joke, but there's a context that it's in that makes it even funnier. Yeah. And we're telling a sweet story about a couple of different things, and so that changes the element For even sure. again. Yeah. And because it's rated R, we know who our demographic is, and so we don't have to dumb it down. And don't get me wrong, I speaking of dumb, like dumb and dumber, uh, something about <laughs> Mary, like I love that level yeah. of, of, of humor. Like For I have sure. no problem with that. I think that shit's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But to see it and I'm not saying sophisticated, like, this is a comedy version of My Dinner with Andre. Like, there's ridiculous stuff going on in Tropic Thunder. Like, I mean, there's there's gore jokes. How often do you see that? Where there's blood and guts and gore jokes. Yeah. You know, that is just like, there's some significantly violent scenes in this movie. Well, you know, and a lot of it, obviously, is made to be offensive and vulgar and stuff like that. And, right. And there's a part, there's, there's a, a, I guess, a coalition. Um, I found this out. There's a coalition... Nationally boycotting this movie. Oh yeah, mental, uh, mental. Because of the simple Jack character, Mm -hmm. Uh, like the chairman of the Special Olympics and National Down Syndrome Congress are like nationally boycotting this movie because they think they go too far with the simple Jack character. But I mean, you know, and I can see how it's definitely offensive for sure. Well, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's funny to some, but you know. Well, and let's talk about that for a minute, okay? Because. Robert Denny Jr.'s character in this uh, is this Australian method actor, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, Australian, good-looking, tall and tan and everything, and he undergoes plastic <laughs> surgery to become black for the character of this sergeant Genius. in the movie. Genius. Now, this can be construed, I mean, essentially, at the end of the day, this is some Ted Danson shit. This is some yeah. <laughs> minstrel blackface. For sure. That is what it is. I mean, uh-huh. there is no... You can split hairs all day long. That is what they're doing. So you can put that in this one camp, and on the other end of it, say, Ben Stiller playing the simple Jack character is completely making fun of of mentally retarded people. You yeah. can say that. And there's no way that you can say that that's not what it is. But, and this is the biggest point about it, is that... What the context it, that yeah. all of it is in makes so much sense that you know everybody else there knows that Robert Downey Jr. isn't black. They know that he's this Australian guy, yeah, and he is saying the most stereotypical, offensive stuff, and he's using this voice and doing this thing like this, <laughs> you know, and talking about grits <laughs> and. The, all, all the other characters are going, you know, there there comes a point, um, and obviously I'm not ruining anything with this because this is another thing that that is if you don't if you don't see the trailer you would you would assume this anyway as anyone who watching the movie would. There comes a point where they realize that they aren't in a movie. Yeah. That point does come. After that point, he is still in the character, and yeah. when they ask him about it, he says, "I I I do this until opening night." 
I do this after the movie's filmed. I do this during edits. For if I got to do voiceovers when I do interviews, I stay in. I stay in character. That's my method. I'm a method actor. Yeah. And then he's like, if the movie doesn't get filmed, I don't know how long I'm going to be in character. Like that's this this great joke about that, and that's where it turns into something completely different than him. Like, oh, black people are hilarious, mm-hmm. and I think the same thing can be said of the simple Jack character, where you go. You, you know, I can understand that. I can understand how somebody would be offended by that. I totally understand yeah, that. And that's I would I never going. tell yeah. anybody to not be offended by something if they were offended. Fucking A, man. Be offended by whatever you want. Sure. If Jerry Falwell wants to be offended by the the Teletubbies, you know, like, hey, man, whatever floats your boat. That bugs you? Fucking go for it, man. You know, but the thing is, is that at the end of the day, it's the same thing where it's like, you know, and there's that great conversation where they talk about, you know, that he thought it was a slam dunk for an Academy Award because he was playing somebody that's mentally retarded. Yeah. And they have, they have this whole dialogue about the idea of people who played uh, people who are mentally challenged, and they go down the list, man. I mean, there's <laughs> Forrest Gump's on there, and I Am Sam, and all these different movies. And that's when you really start to realize, like, you know, because obviously that is very cringeworthy to see the... You remember, like him doing that character, you're like, oh my god. They went there, yeah. Yeah, they actually did that. But then when you put it back in the context, I just think anybody, I mean, these are people who saw the trailer for the movie and went, we're boycotting that. Well, I, I just can't some imagine. I actually saw the sneak preview and didn't know it was in there and were like totally just offended. But, you know, I, I can just, understand. I can understand. Like yeah. I said, I'm never going to tell anybody not to be offended by something if they are. But to me, I just think that the context in which they yeah, utilize me, I think all of the, this humor... more fun of Hollywood than they are of mentally challenged people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, and I think that that's... And I think that that's fine. And I think that it's e- even more telling to both of the actual actors, Ben Stiller and Robert Downey Jr., to say, well, Ben Stiller has played those kinds of characters of maybe not somebody that's full blown mentally retarded, but he's been he's been in these in these movies where he plays a character that seems like that could be kind of that. And so yeah. now that's him portraying a parody of that and taking it to the nth degree. Yeah. On the other side of the fence you have Robert Downey Jr. where he is a method actor. Mm-hmm. And he has won awards. Mm-hmm. And he is notorious as the bad boy that goes off and crashes cars and does all these drugs. And so he's taking that character to the nth degree also. And it's almost like Jack Black is also. like They're playing these parody versions of sort of what they've been known to be in, in real life anyway. Well, let's talk about Downey Jr.'s performance here for a minute. Once again, he fucking steals the show. I, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm going neck and neck with him and Heath Ledger on this one. Yeah. I seriously am. <laughs> I, I it, Like, as far as, like, like performance, uh, incredible performances, <laughs> totally transformed. Kid would he never really recognize like, him. You forget it's him. You completely yeah. forget it's him. It's amazing. And the worst part of it, worst slash best part of it is, as the movie progresses and goes to these places. And this is one of the things about the movie is the third act, as nonsensical as it is, and as much as. It's just over the top ridiculous. It's exactly what you hoped would happen. Oh, of course. Yeah. Everything, every key locks directly into place, and everything that you were hoping would happen happens. And his character, you stop forgetting about that backstory, and he just is 
becomes he becomes that character oh, in such a ham-handed way of it being like an action movie, you know, which <laughs> makes it like a million times better. Even, even though the black so guy, on, the real black guy on set is calling him out the whole movie, you're still like, but I what, don't is what is his name? What is his the actor's name? Brandon T. I'm not sure. Somebody that I thought was a nice surprise was McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey was awesome. Oh my god, <laughs> he was really good. Now that is actually one. I will do the one. The one. I, I know we said we'll try and keep the quotes to a minimum, but the scene where he says, uh, "Where Ben Stiller's like, I'm thinking about adopting," you know, and he's talking on the phone. No, to he's him. like, "How's that adoption going? How's the uh, adoption going?" Yeah, he's like, "How's that adoption that going? going?" He's like, "Oh, not that good." Blah blah blah. He's like, "Well, man, I think it's a great idea," and he's like. At least you can choose yours. And then it shows and he's looking at a, a framed picture of him and there's this like rotund, like just slack jaw, mouth breathing, like 14 year old kid with this bull haircut. And there's a photo together. He's got his arm around him and it's Matthew McConaughey with his gleaming white teeth and his long blonde hair, you know, all muscular. And he's got his arm around the kid and the kid isn't even looking at the camera. And I just love that, like, at least you can choose yours. That was... There's all these little things like that. Oh, the the texture of the movie it's is It's really great. full of that stuff. Uh, McConaughey's great. And that role was supposed to go to... Uh, um, uh, uh, ben Stiller's best friend, fucking Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Oh, okay. Uh, he backed out after the whole suicide attempt thing. Yeah. But that was supposed to go to him. But I love that it's McConaughey. He's so fucking great. He in really it, does man. a good job. I was laughing at most of. His oh scenes. yeah, he was really um, great. And Jack Black's character is kind of uh, most of through most of the movies kind of inconsequential. You don't really care too much about really his until that third act. Yeah, and then, and then, and then they, pumping you, out the one line. Oh, and you get funny. some great, great laughs. The, uh, there is a whole part of it where I kind of forgot he was even in the movie. I just like yeah, because there's so much other stuff going on, and then that third act he kind of swoops in. And it just for sure, it's really great. Um, Obviously, uh, the uncredited Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise uh, favorite part. Okay, so Tom Cruise plays this disgusting, foul mouthed. Uh, balding, hairy, older, like super hairy uh, movie executive, the guy who's uh, uh, the producer for the movie. And uh, he, I have to say, he knocks it out of the park. Oh, completely. And here's why it's not too much. None of it is too much. Like, he isn't doing a weird voice. He isn't wearing too many prosthetics. Like, he's got the bald cap thing on and he's got all the hair. But it's still him, you know? Yeah. But something about his attitude and the dialogue they gave him, phenomenal. And I, I, I mean, I think some of it's, it's a little too much, but that's the point, I thought. you know. But that's still what I mean, is that it isn't, but he isn't like, like doing some character like that's a, unrecognizable. I, but it's, I mean, it reminded me a lot of TJ Mackey and Magnolia, actually, a little bit. His character a little bit in that. Yeah, I could see in that a, a way, little bit. In yeah. a way, you know, but obviously a little more oh, comedy. And I have to say, you know, good good job, good job to the guys uh, that that kind of put together his outfit and his <laughs> character. That it's not too fat of a fat suit. Yeah, it's like a great. A fat suit it's though. a great amount of a fat suit, yeah. though. It's like it isn't. It isn't like. Uh, Fat bastard, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's like a little bit. It's like maybe uh, uh, thirty pounds bigger than me. Well, I just you know, I, I think it's great it's for great. him to kind of step out of a role and just not take himself too seriously. And that kind I of thing, think that know? I think that that is. Uh, I think between this and that Hardy Men movie, I think that that's. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna kind of restart 
uh, this next phase of Cruz's career. Yeah, and, and honestly, I can't think of much where any movies were really too terrible that he was in that I can think of offhand. No, it's, it's more never of his been public, the movies. It's the, it's, it's his more pub- of his public, and that's the persona. thing is, is doing something like Tropic Thunder, where he basically is dropping string after string of just the most intense obscenities that you've ever seen. <laughs> really actually makes you forget about those creepy Scientology videos on YouTube and shit like that. Like, it really does, because you're like, that's great, that's fucking hilarious, he's okay with doing this, like, all those weird rumors you heard about, like, him not letting Katie Holmes do certain movies because this and this happened. Yeah. All that weird shit you hear about, it's like, yeah, I mean, you keep just doing these big blockbuster movies, and after a while you're like, really? And I mean, if I'm correct, since his real stardom, Okay, since, since, so there's like, there's movies when he was younger, but since his real stardom, like since Top Gun, mm-hmm. this is the only, this is only the second ensemble movie that he's done. And Magnolia being the yeah. second. That's the only ones I can think of. I mean, when he's Out, younger. Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah Outsiders. Pre-Top like Gun, you have Outsiders, there's a couple others where he's like kind of in a background scene, like he's not really a big, you know, he's like one of a couple of characters, but I think since. I think he's, a, is he in Platoon? See one of the one yeah. Of the, there's some war movie that he's in. Maybe it's Born on the Fourth of July. Is maybe what I'm thinking. That's got quite a few people. That's still his movie. Yeah, it is. Well, it's the obviously, the uh, movie. you know, this is a stiller movie. I thought, you know, um, God, he's so great. At it's it. great to see him behind the camera, kid. I like. It's definitely a certain kind of sense of humor for a certain people. They know what to expect when they go into it. I think, but this is actually a step above a lot of the. I of, think like so. Because he directed Zoolander. Mm-hmm. Um, Reality Bites, you know, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did he do? Cable Guy. Those are all pretty, you know, dark in their own way, yeah, I guess. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, I mean, there there's, it's one of the things that makes me really happy is when you can have a movie where you can, and I, it's, it's so rare that you ever see this, that there's action sequences, big stunts, and special effects included into it, whether it be CGI or matte painting or whatever, that you're doing these big, illustrious stunts that are the punchline to a joke. Mm-hmm. When you can do that right, there might not be, for in my book, there might not be anything better in the world than when you can do It's like that scene, once again, like 40-Year-Old Virgin, where he uh, hits her car on his bike and flips over it into that truck. Yeah. I could watch that all day. <laughs> that that makes me laugh in a way that dialogue doesn't. Like yeah. I mean, it's slapstick, but it's physical like comedy. so... It's not just physical comedy, you know? It's not just slipping on the banana peel or the pie in the face. Yeah. It's like so fucking over the top that there's like... They've got them hooked to wires, and there's explosions, and like... You know what I mean? For like, sure. they just go so... And there's a lot of that in this movie. Well, it's good to see... I mean, because he's kind of acting-wise made... Kind of a lot of junk lately. I haven't seen much that I'm just like... Yeah, a lot of that, really like, great. along came... Like, all that, like... Where he plays the same guy every yeah, time. Yeah, it's just a heartbreak kid where he's just like, I don't know what to do, I'm neurotic. I think uh, before... I was in Meet the Parents. Before we end, though, we definitely have to mention Danny McBride. He's awesome in this movie. I, you know... I have a feeling he's more awesome in Pineapple Express, but he was still funny enough. He, he is... He really came out of nowhere. I mean, I remember. It did, huh? I saw him in uh, the first movie I ever saw him in was in, in Hot Rod. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Hot <laughs> I Rod. I've seen that. I actually love that movie. It's pretty. Funny. It's really. I own it. I think it's fucking hilarious. I watched it one night. I was and I, I was watching by myself, and I remember laughing quite a bit. Yeah, it's, it's actually. I saw it. On, I saw it on the on on an airplane, and I mean, I was embarrassing myself. 
And that was the edited version. I was laughing my fucking ass off. Just that whole cool beans, cool beans. That shit's amazing. But Danny McBride, he is just. I don't know what it is about him. I guess it's another one of those things where it just doesn't seem like he's acting. No. Nope. It just seems like that's just and, him. And, like, you know, I can see him almost because he's kind of come out of nowhere and he's got like this particular way of acting and sense of humor and stuff that he could be like an actual feral kind of guy, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it is this sort of like, it's like the the honest, unabashed dickhead. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, that's all he cares about. And it's great because he actually has a pretty big part in Tropic Thunder. He has yeah. a lot of lines, a lot of pivotal scenes. And, man, he's... God, the humor in this movie is just so good. Yeah, I really... pretty funny. <laughs> you know, I have to say, for this year... Uh, I'm two for two. There's only been two movies that I've been really, really excited to see. One of them was Dark Knight, and this was the other one. I mean, I'm really excited to see Pineapple Express and, and a lot of other movies that we've talked about. Yeah. But not as much as I was to see this. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more than anything else for the Robert Downey Jr. performance. Yeah, yeah. And all I have to say to anybody out there is if you've seen the preview and you're wondering what the hell that is, it's... Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and the way everything ties together at the end makes whatever reservations that you might have about laughing at the character because you might feel bad because it is kind of controversial. Yeah. Comes full circle and you'll you'll feel absolutely fine. Well definitely. I mean, okay. Well um Um I think that's I think that's awesome. I have. Um, yeah. If you agree or disagree or have any feedback or anything, please email us at a damn podcast at gmail dot com. Um you can also go to a damn dot com. Um what are we listening to? Uh New Transit Direction. Uh, let's listen to To the Sea. Okay. So we're going to listen to that when we come back. Uh, the Howling.
And dreams will die in time And I walked on all night Dreams will die in time And I walked on all night Dreams will die in time Dante. I was going to say top five, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, we are going to do uh, the Howling, our fourth installment of the Joe Dante Film Festival. Yes. Um, the Howling, neither of us have seen this yet. No, I saw it. I, 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 when I watched it, I remember that I had seen it. Oh, you have a seen really it? Really long time ago. How does it compare to Piranha, the one it was battling it out for? Um. Well, once again, I haven't seen Piranha since <laughs> I was a kid either, okay. but. All right. Um, I really liked the howling. I thought it was cool. I did too. It was really fucking cool, like, actually. It's super campy in most of it, but yeah. I, that's you gotta kind of take that with. No, it's it is, fine. You know? It's it's. I mean, it was like nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah. So like, there's lots of uh, hip hugging bell bottoms and mustaches. Totally. And well, actually, it was nineteen eighty. I'm sorry, but so obviously that means they shot it in the seventies. Exactly. Which means yeah. Right on the brim. Yeah. Of, uh, I liked all the I liked the seedy red light district that she's in in the totally. beginning with all the new dancing and all that like that was just great. Um, the, uh, basic premise. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's her name in it? What's I can't remember her name. It's D. Wallace. Yeah, D. Um, Wallace, um, and she's I can't and remember her name. She's a reporter. Uh, she's a news reporter, and kind of going undercover in a way. Yeah, because there's this guy who's like may or may not have been responsible for these murders, and he keeps in contact with her, and so she's going to meet him, and then like she ends up going into this peep booth and something happens, but you don't know what it is. And they end up like shoot the cops come in and shoot and kill the guy, but she's traumatized. And so her therapist has her go to this place called the, the commune or there's the compound, the colony, the, the colony. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of weird characters there or whatever. And it takes a little while for her to realize that the place is infested with werewolves. No way. <laughs> werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, uh, once again, it's um, uh, let's see, I haven't done my homework. Rob the, Botton. Rob Botton yeah, that does the special a effects. On this, and, yeah, he's a producer and and in charge of special effects and. The werewolves, I've never been scared of werewolf movies. The whole idea of the werewolf has never frightened me. Yeah. There's nothing, like, every time I see anything with werewolves, I'm like, ugh, werewolves, like, I don't, do not care. Yeah. The werewolves in this thing are fucking scary. Yeah. They are scary as hell. Well, it, the big, long totally fucking tell ears. The, thing, the guy who did the thing. Yeah, like, the transformation again. scenes yeah. look fucking awesome. That what, that transformation scene is fucking, like, it's long, too. It's like yeah. five minutes of transformation. Yeah, and it's gnarly as hell, man. It's, <laughs> it's just so like, cool. I, I don't even know how they did it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I, there is, I mean, it, once again, just like when I watched the thing, like, there's parts where I was like, fuck CGI. Like, well, it's, this looks well, and there's great. Parts, like, when in Interspace when you transport in Cowboy that are kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And speaking of the Cowboy, the Cowboy is the guy yep. that is I was in the Peep Show that. thing. It's That's him. I that's was him wondering again. that. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. it kind of looked like him. It's just a really young version of him, but that's oh. the guy who played well, the Cowboy. let's just go through the list of the same people. Okay, again. so there's him. Uh, the white-haired guy that's the, the that's bad the guy, bad guy in Interspace mm-hmm. is the uh, producer, of, producer. The, of the newscast. And then our favorite guy, who was the, an, the cab driver in Inner Space, um, the helicopter pilot in uh, um, Explorers. Explorers, and the old the old guy that uh, the only one that actually knows about the Gremlins and Gremlins. That's right. Is uh, the guy who owns the bookstore, and he's great. He has some great lines in that. It's really funny. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's 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 great in that. But yeah, so there's yeah. the there's and, the three of them. To confirm what you questioned about on Explorers, uh, Hollywood from. Uh, mannequin, yeah, is in this movie. He was one of the detectives at the beginning. Oh my god, he is! He, but and is that him? It, it is him. It's completely him. But you said in Inner um, Explorers, if he was driving the helicopter with that other guy, yeah, and that confirms it for me. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's got to be because that is Hollywood, right? <laughs> yep. Fuck. Completely. What else did he do other than mannequin? Designing women. Oh, you fucking <laughs> hell, yeah! Oh, man, I was on the tip of my I'm tongue, sorry. but I can't remember what it that's was. My, my mom. No, that's good, dude. That's really good. No, this movie is fucking cool. And the whole no, first good. the whole first act, uh, with uh, there's uh, there's some great scenes. Uh, some uh, bush. Yeah, it's some bush. <laughs> Multiple bush shots in this movie. There are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then there's the whole thing of, of, of that she can't she can't remember, like... Like, he obviously transformed into the werewolf and then was shot by the cops when she was in the peep show thing. But she doesn't know it, and you get these really cool little she flashbacks. There's an awesome one. Uh, uh, I mean, actually, a lot of the directing in this uh, is really cool. Like, there's some really cool, like, weird cut sequences. One where she's having a nightmare trying to remember what it was going on in the in the peep show booth. And there's a great shot where, like, she's trying to look at him and his face is dark. But, and then she turns around, and in the reflection... Of the of the like weird uh, snuff film that he's showing her or whatever, yeah. you see a reflection just barely of the, this huge mouth opening up with these huge teeth and like yeah. that was cool. There's another one. There's another sequence that uh, kind of reminded me of uh, what uh, um, Polanski did in Rosemary's Baby, where yeah. she's it's right after the cops have brought her out of the peep show booth and they're talking to her and like, do you remember what happened? And it just shows her face and like. The cop lights are still on her, and it's nighttime, and she goes, no, I can't remember. And then the cop lights fade, but it's still the same shot of her face, and she turns around, and it's daytime, and she's in her bedroom. I don't know if you noticed that. 
but they did like like they made it look like it was from the same scene. Oh, okay. And then the camera pans back, and she, it's. I don't know if I noticed. Yeah, that. it's like it isn't a dissolve or anything like that. It's the same scene, like and I just. There is some cool shit like that in it. There's, There's the little parts where uh, they go to the morgue when they're researching the werewolves and this guy, and they go to the morgue and the guy's uh, got the ham sandwich on the next table. Next to the brains. Yeah, that's fucking that was great. Like, that, that made me laugh out loud. I'm like, oh, yeah. There's the camp. Yeah, there it's just is. awesome. The, uh, um, I, the guy who drove me the most crazy was uh, her husband. AKA Charles Bronson or wants oh, to be Charles. Oh fuck, Bronson. dude! Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I was like mustache. Oh, he wants to be Charles Bronson so bad. Yeah, like it's it's sad. No, he's he's great and like yeah and I, like I just like how he uh, turn gets turn gets bitten or whatever to turn into a werewolf. In the sex scene. And the very the first thing he does, very first thing he does is fucking like get up in the middle of the night and go out and have sex with the fucking crazy chick. Head werewolf. Yeah. And, well, and then I like, I like uh, the little part where then for a second it's totally a cartoon of two wolves having sex. Oh, totally. And it, like, pans back and shows the you know, moon I, and all I, that. I watched that part and I'm like, I'm wondering back in 1980 if that looked like, everyone was like, oh, that's so cool. I think probably. Yeah, but yeah. that's like 30 Because they, like, use that and then later when they're getting away in the cop car there's all the werewolves and it's claymation and they're all like, totally. But I, the it's only still just like body shot you see of them. Yeah. But you still just didn't fucking care, no, like because yeah. I mean the scenes were uh, uh, where the when the guy uh, the actor who's the cowboy when he uh, becomes the werewolf and he's in the uh, um, uh, the doctor's office and he's just immense. He's just fucking huge and he's like knocking her around and shit. It's amazing, man. I mean, he's his fucking ears are almost touching the ceiling. Like, yeah. it looks fucking great. And those scenes, I actually was like, God, that's really creepy. Or the part where she cuts off the werewolf's hand and yeah. it turns back into a human's hand. Yeah, that was cool. Those were incredible special effects. It looked so for great. people that are so scared, or for her anyway, for, so scared of werewolves and what's going on in the woods, she's walking through the woods quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, and, why and, and Yeah, and, and there's that was the other thing. is like, yeah, there's a lot of standing around and watching werewolves transform yeah. if i saw some guy like Argh! and like his his nose started turning into a snout i'd, I'd be out the goddamn window well and there was a there was a part where uh where uh she goes it's near the end and she goes back and she finds her friend that came to help her died and she just kind of goes oh yeah, yeah i know i thought so too like, she's like too upset apparently she yeah like yeah essentially you think about it, it's like Nothing. There's been a bunch of shit happening, but she hasn't seen any of it. She seems to be sleeping through most of the middle of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she just goes in, and her friend's dead, and she's like, "Oh no!" And like that's, that's about the reaction, and you just think, oh, the only wow. thing I can think is like maybe she's more of a hard-boiled, uh, you know, uh, investigative reporter than we know. Maybe she's seen some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, I'm trying to think of how, oh how he knows that. Apparently, I don't know if werewolves are smart or not, but apparently, when he when she's like going through and researching in the doctor's office mm -hmm. before she dies, her friend. If this is getting confusing to people, it might be, but she's flipping through the files and she grabs his, and that's when the werewolf grabs her arm. I'm like, did you know that was your file? Yeah, was he standing there like? Mm, <laughs> How did you not notice the D werewolf standing there? E F, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and of course, the crowning moment for me is the peace of mind. Let me give you a piece of my mind. Oh, yeah! You reach <laughs> inside reaches in and grabs the peace great, of mind. Man. No, all that shit's great. And, like, the whole thing with, uh, 
Uh, how the, uh, then uh, the girl who was murdered, uh, her boyfriend fucking shows up with the silver bullets and just starts taking him down. You know who that That's is? That's great. That's Dennis Dugan. He's the guy who directs all of Adam Sandler's movies, like Happy Gilmore. What? Um, really? Every every Adam Sandler movie you can think of, he's directing. That's him. That's yeah. shooting and them all. He do, and he does a he's a he does a cameo in most of them. So if you ever watch another Adam Sandler movie, he that he directed anyway. You oh, know what I'm wait about? a minute! Yeah, no, I <laughs> do, I do, I do. Dugan. Oh shit! <laughs> I you know I I it, it was I gotta say because I was kind of skeptical when I watched I was it. way skeptical um, when I watched the trailer and I was like I don't know about this but it's actually really pretty good and it's pretty different for Joe Dante too. it is and you know what I have to say that it, it was cool anyway like when it was about at the after all the werewolves really started coming out and you gotta start seeing them I was like this movie's fucking awesome yeah. you know like it really is it's cool I mean it's campy but A it's supposed to be and B it's like 1980 and it's and you know that they didn't have that big of a budget you, can, sure. you can tell but it was really cool. I liked when she realizes that she's standing on the hill where the guy had done the yeah, sketch. That's cool. That was cool. You know, all the drawings were really cool too. I think those are all Rob Botten too. How about uh, and uh, well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The uh, it's kind of uh, it's the same guy. Eddie is his name. The main werewolf guy that's kind of chasing her that you don't yeah. really see through most of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But when he uh, Dennis Dugan comes back and he's in the office and he comes back and this is after he's got acid thrown on him. He's kind of oh two-faced. my god, yeah, and you can that see fucking gross, dude. You can see his <laughs> jawbone and it looked great, to- like, like two faced, literally. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, like, Dent, yeah, two-faced. yeah. Totally did. And I have to say that the way that it ended. Like, oh, the best was fucking ever. awesome! It was so cool, the, man. The bar? Are you talking about the bar? Oh, even before the oh, bar, okay. I was just how she bar. was like, "We have to tell everyone. Everyone needs to know, you know." And mm-hmm. like, and you, and I remember when then then they go back oh, to the newscast. News I was like, cast. "She's okay. not really gonna do it, is she?" And then uh, See, I, part, I don't want to ruin it, but that it part was, was in the trailer, and that kind of bummed. Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't know Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately. Oh, was. see, and I didn't. I see, and I. So I was expecting it, I guess. But I'm going to buy it. The, I think it's great. Scene was I, cool. yeah. The bar scene, yeah, yeah. That, that was <laughs> fun. all these wasted guys. I'm like, no, that really happened. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let me get a burger. Special effects. Yeah, special effects. Yeah, <laughs> and then the tri- the tri- the uh, 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 credits roll over the, the rare, burger, yep. the rare burger being made. Like, just cool, man. Yeah. Like, I was really pleasantly surprised <laughs> by too, this actually. one. Me too, actually. I thought that it was going to be the bottom totally, of the barrel. If you, it, like, I would say it's better than Explorers. <laughs> I would actually agree. I would say it's better than Explorers. <laughs> totally different kind of movie. No, but definitely. But it's, comparing it, it, was, it was really cool. I was really but pleasantly surprised the, uh, by it. You, you know, if you like campy, cool horror movies... Um, Totally well, and so many of them, so many horror movies that are even good, botch it in the third act. They drop the ball, yeah. and it doesn't. It ties up loosely, and then they try and do like a gotcha kind of ending, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And this does a little bit, but it wraps itself up in so much cooler of a way. Like they don't pull any punches. It's really like no, it's, good. it's it's done pretty well. <laughs> and so I was I was really happy with it. Um, cool. All right. Well, cool. so that was number four from the Joe Dante Film Festival, uh, The Howling. I think we both strongly recommend it. Like yeah, it's it was a great one. Next week will be the last episode of the Joe Dante Film Festival, The Burbs, which we've been talking about the whole time. Yeah. And then after this next week, uh, starting the week after that, we are going to do our Western Film Film Festival. Uh, is that too many films? Western, Western Film Film Festival. Well, Western Film Film Festival. That's what it's going to be called. Yep. It kind of rhymes. Western <laughs> Film Film Festival. Festival? West- <laughs> How does that... Fu- Westival, Westival Film Flam. Film Westival. 
It's a film festival. <laughs> there you like go. It. It's the film festival. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have a couple of ideas, but we would really love to hear from you guys uh, what you think. Uh, what you think we should be reviewing for five movies, five good old school? Yeah, we want classic. Yeah, stuff. we want the spaghetti western. We want we want the real deal. Uh, not not necessarily spaghetti western, but anything no, anything no, yeah. older, good western films that um, that I recommend because we've probably not seen quite a few of the older. I, ones, yeah, I so. think I think most of them um, we haven't. So five movies. Uh, go ahead and write in what ones you think we should be doing. What's our email? A damn podcast at gmail com, or you can just go to a damn podcast com. And you can find us there. Yep. Um, and so go ahead and write into us and let us know, and we'll we'll really use that as the template of what what movies we're going to review. For sure. What you guys want us to watch, we will. So uh, please write in. Yeah. Um, do you want to get into top five? Let's do top five. Okay. Uh, top five <laughs> movies, and uh, I'm going to preface all of this by saying I know for a fact that these are not the worst. Um, <laughs> I yeah, mine are I, they're, in no particular order. <laughs> they're bad. Only my top two are in a particular order, but all the rest of them are just. There's so many. There there's really so is. many bad. Like ones. the honorable mentions list will be epic. Yeah, and honestly, I just wrote down a bunch that I'm just like, why would they name it that? Yeah, worst titles, worst titles for movies. So the movie can be good, the movie can be titles, bad, but it doesn't matter. And it, it doesn't it, matter if the movie's good or bad. I so. know that uh, two of mine. Are specific to the movie though, that if the movie had been something else, then the title hmm. would have been okay. And actually, both of them could have been the same kind of movie, and the titles would have been okay. Okay. So why don't you? Do you want me to start? Yeah, you, you start. All right. My number five is the Hugh Grant movie, The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill and Came <laughs> Down a Mountain. Nice. And you know, part of it is the fact that the title is ridiculously long and ridiculously stupid. Yeah. And the second part of it is that the movie poster that says that it's him on a hill, right? Yeah. Well, it's two things. One is just him kind of like doing that bemused, looking up at the sky, just thinking about his life thing that only Hugh Grant can do, where he's always befuddled and he's so charming. And then the second part is that then superimposed over that is him on a hill. And I'm just like, I, you're, you're a, you're a, anything, name it anything. Name it, name it the Englishman. Yeah, exactly. It, Period. There you go. There it you works. go. It, I remember, I've never seen that, but I know exactly. I wish that that's about. all it was. I wish that it was five minutes long and it was him like, oh, mm-hmm. and walking to the top and then like adjusting his tie and going, well, I don't really, uh, 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 all right. And then walking to the other side and going, oh, I'll and need a rope. credits roll. Yeah, I'll need a rope. It's a mountain. And then the credits roll. Yeah, that would have been fine. All right, so that's my number that five. That would make more sense. Yeah, this is going to go pretty quick. We'll I, just say it right here. It's I fucking think so. the way that it works. Some of but. these have um, no reasoning for the names, really, or it, or why I hate them. It's just like, why would you name a movie that? So. I think we're, we're going to be on the same page. Okay. okay. Um, my number, number five is The Human Stain. Yeah, <laughs> right? I can't remember who's in it. It came Anthony out really Hopkins Nicole and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And first of all, it, all I have to say is poop. That's all I think. Yeah, the human stain. <laughs> well, and then let's go a step further and say there's two great big. I've seen this movie. You have. I have. There are two, and I'm going to ruin it right now for anybody that, uh, <laughs> that wants to it. see. If you haven't seen the human stain, uh, <laughs> just fast forward about 15 seconds. <laughs> two things I can. I once again I say it all the time. I can suspend my disbelief for a movie for just about anything. Yes, Will Smith can knock out an alien with one punch. I believe these things when I watch a movie. Two things I can't believe. 
Nicole Kidman sleeping with Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> he looks like a fucking he looks like a pear with legs totally. when he's like when he's like in just underwear or something. Like he's an old man. And he's <laughs> with banging poop stains. Yeah, with poop stains, apparently. <laughs> the human and stains she, are in his she's shorts. She's attracted to that. Yeah. She's attracted to that. And then second of all, the big twist at the end of the movie is that he's black. <laughs> what? He's black. He's black in he's the black. movie. He's black. He's black. He's a black guy. I'm confused. Yep, that's it. He's a black guy. <laughs> in the movie? In the movie. You don't know it till the very end. There's some, like... It's it's fucking retarded. But all wow, you need to know about it is that at the end, the, like, the big culminating thing is that he, it turns out that he's black. Okay. Anthony Hopkins is black. Who knew? And he looks exactly the same. It's not like he did a Robert Downey Jr. thing. <laughs> he looks like himself. He's talking like himself. Just got a tan? Yeah. No, he didn't even get a tan. He looks exactly... He looks like... He looks like Anthony Hopkins, but he's black. He's a brother. He's a brother. You're number four. My number four, Free Willy. <laughs> yeah. And this is that one of the ones... My, that was on my mention. This is one of the ones I'm talking about. If it had not been about a kid and a whale, <laughs> the title would work. If it had been a porno... Yes. Totally fine. If it had been about the guy... If it had been about a guy who, you know, was a briefs man his whole life and he switched to boxers. Hey, Free Willy, great title. Or Let's roll with it. a guy who was in jail... And named Willie. That it needed. breaks out. <laughs> yeah. Or that, or that a friend breaks him out. Yeah. And then it's free Willie. But all I can picture is that whale jumping over the little rock thing in between the water, and the kid reaches up and rubs its belly. <laughs> free Willie. Jesus. All right, you're, you're number four. Uh, my number four, and uh, this one I think partially is because a comedian did a hilarious bit, but I totally agree. It's Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. You know, and honestly, uh, to be completely honest, I actually really enjoy this movie. I think it's a good movie. The mm-hmm. acting is mm-hmm. incredible. Right. It really is, um, no matter what you say, but you can't make a gay cowboy movie and name it Brokeback Broke. Mountain. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just... Not you, you only can't, do you the, can't do that and not expect me not to make fun of not it. Do the, not only do the words themselves have nightmarish connotations, but they, they sound like other words. Brokeback sounds like something else. <laughs> Just well, right off the bat, it does. The comedian is Greg Giraldo, and he does this great bit, and he's Harry. like, you might as well call it Nutsack Ridge, or, <laughs> or uh, something else I can't remember. Now, see, Nutsack Ridge would be my number one if that was a real movie. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Brokeback Mountain is a bad name for it. I mean, and it, you know, and it's one of these words, it's one of these titles that has become a noun and an adjective. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even a verb do in you, our general lexicon do you of like language. That movie? Do you I like do. It? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good movie. No, oh, it's great. Movie. I thought it was great, but you're absolutely right that the title is just like, bro, really? Well, and if it wasn't about gay cowboys, then you could probably let it slide. But it's just like, sorry. And I'm. What would you have called it? <laughs> the gay cowboy movie? No, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I'll let you know next week. I'd call it. I I can't quit you. <laughs> can't quit you. That's what I would have called it. My number three, the uh, Lindsay Lohan horror mystery, I Know Who Killed Me. What? It's one, uh, it, it has now officially won the most Razzies. This this, go, this goes down the same lines of my number three is, uh, I still know what you did last summer. That almost made it on mine. That almost made it on mine. I still know, well, I still know so what you did. So it's the sequel now, right? I yeah. still know. So, when you killed him, he didn't forget. He still remembers. No, he still knows what oh. you did before. I know. Yeah. That's scary. Not yeah, I knew <laughs> I knew. I knew about it before. 
But now, guess what? I still I, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> it's only been a year, but I still it remember. It makes it scarier, if you ask me. What else could they have called that one? I don't know. I know, I, I know what you're g- going to do this coming summer. <laughs> Where, how about, what are you doing this summer? That should have been the name of the sequel. The, there was a third one, wasn't there? And they named it, like, an extension of that. No. Yeah, I'm pretty did sure there was a third one. So there's, I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. I still, I know, still know what you did last summer. And I think there was, I'm pretty sure there was a third one. That's got to be grammatically wrong, right? I still know what you did last summer. I mean, the only way that that could actually be the right thing to say would be, like, if you got in a car wreck and had amnesia. <laughs> and it gets to that point where I'm like, don't you remember anything? I still don't know. And you go, I what still you? know what you did last summer. That's all I've got. <laughs> that would be it. The, this one, I know who killed me. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, the, it's some, like, kind of lost highway-ish thing where, like, She's two characters, and one of them's like a good girl who goes to college, and the other one's a stripper. No, this is the best part: is that it's like the most horrible fucking movie. I didn't, I never saw it, but it's the most like horrible, like slasher, saw fucking torture porn movie. Yeah. That she plays a stripper, and yet she doesn't get naked. So the one redeeming quality that you could possibly <laughs> be like. You know, like, that. there's got to be... And it won't be now, because people know about now. It'll be, like, ten years from now that some kid, when he has his parents, like, video card, and he goes to the video rental store, and he sees that, and he gets it, and he's going to sit in his boxers upstairs with the sound turned down to two, <laughs> and he's going to watch the whole thing, and at the end of it, he's going to be like, you got to be fucking kidding me! She didn't get naked?! <laughs> Turned down to two. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, so that's that's my number three. Oh. Your number a, two. What a frustrated young man that would be. Yeah. Or, not that you've ever been. No, not that I ever, or that you or no, know what I'm talking about, or that anybody out there I have no ever, ever did anything. I'm an innocent in that. Well, um, I actually did my number three, so you're actually up with your number two. Oh, okay. My number two is a little-known movie, and this is another one where the movie itself is kind of one of the problems with it, because it's actually a pretty good movie. It's 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 not a great movie, but it's a pretty good movie. Uh, it's a British movie. It came out in the uh, late 80s, and it's about you know relationships and the problems that people have in a sort of an ensemble cast and it's great it's a really good movie except for the fact that it's called Sammy and Rosie get laid <laughs> okay yeah i've never heard of it but it's pretty good um and actually weirdly enough as a little side piece nugget of trivia uh one of the main guys in it is the dude who sang for uh fine young cannibals uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. You drive me crazy. Yeah, he doesn't talk like that. He though. doesn't? No, it would have been weird if that he had. That would have been awesome. I'm talking like this. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sammy and Rosie get laid, and you just go, did they do that to try and garnish that, more attention? That kind of reminds me of the Kevin Smith movie that's coming up that Zach and Miro make a porno. Make a porno, yeah, which is, but that's about a porno, and it's, and if this was just about people fucking all the time, then it would be like, <laughs> if it was a porno, it would be like, alright, yeah, sure, yeah, they get laid. They get laid with each other and a bunch of other people, and they're all over the place. Yeah. But instead, it's always stuck in my head, and it was one of the first things I thought of when we started talking about this top five. I was like, that's always bugged me, going on the list. Cool. So. Okay, uh, my number two... <laughs> And that says, there's no reason why this is on here other than it just sounds terrible. But it's 
the Tom Green movie, Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> yeah, you I'm know, not, I don't think I've seen made it, it on my list. And his wave of comedy, uh, this is at the end of it, I believe. Yeah, that's the tail end. I think it's between that and Road Trip. But I think those are like the last two like, I don't want to bastions think of... about Tom Green getting a finger up his ass. I don't want to think... Well, and it's not just a finger up his ass. It's not like a proctology exam. He's getting fingered. Like in the high school terminology. Like he's in the backseat of a car somewhere with somebody. That's terrible. Where else are they fingering him if it's not his ass? No, it is in the ass, but oh. it's not just a finger in his ass. Oh. There's an act happening. <laughs> See, I've, it's like it's like him I've, and a frat guy. Have you seen this? No, I'm just saying that's oh. what the title says to me. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, dude, you hear? Freddy got fingered last night. Like that's what it sounds like to me. And obviously that was the connotation they were going for is to make it sound like that. And that's just... Fucking terrible. Tom Green. So. Boy, he just the, fell off the, the brighter the the brighter the star, right? Yeah. Brighter it shines, the quicker it fades away. Yeah, or something. That, I know that's not the what is the saying? That's uh, something the, like that. The burning quicker the burn. The brighter. Oh, are you talking about Blade Runner? Or they say that in Blade Runner. Do they say that in Blade <laughs> yeah. Runner? What the, is uh, it? The brighter the, the st- stronger. Oh, his his like master said, like yeah. the dude that he pokes his you eyes burn, out. You burn brighter. I don't. You burn know. the brightest, my son. Yeah, that's right. All right, my number one is actually a tie. I have a tie for my number one as well. But go ahead. And I I almost don't know if I can say these out loud. <laughs> they air it. They they there's something about both of these phrases, and they're the same kind of movies. They too. are the they're same. Both, they're both Disney movies. And they, they, it's, it's like, I hear it, and it. I'm pretty sure I know. Makes my fucking brains boil. They are, chitty chitty bang yeah, bang. That's what I was thinking. And the other one is the apple dumpling gang. <laughs> God, I said it, and it just makes me want to. It makes me want to rip my eyeballs out and stuff them up my ass. <laughs> I can't even. Dude, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Like, I want to beat someone with a stick when I. It's just like the worst. And I know it's Don well, Knotts too. Both like, hey. pretty good mo- movies, though, right? I don't know. I, I don't even fucking remember. I, think I remember watching them as a kid, but that, I totally agree with you. That oh my shitty shitty God. movie shitty, title. Shitty shitty bang bang. <laughs> Fuck. I know Chitty Chitty Bang Bang's like a car that can fly. It's like an old like Model T that can fly. I remember that. I don't know. Terrible. Ter- fucking shitty. Dude, the Apple Dumpling Gang. If you... Okay, if it's a gang, if you want to seriously Be get get the shit knocked out of you <laughs> and then have all of the guys in the rival gang do a, a gangbang train on you, name your gang the Apple Dumpling Gang because that's what'll happen to you. What's the name of the gang who who does that to them? What's the name of the gang that, that, that runs a train on the Apple the Dumpling lemon, Gang? The Lemon... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> twist. I don't know. The lemon. The lemon twist. Yeah, gang. they're the the lemon twist hooligans. Yeah. The lemon twist hooligans are on the train on the Apple Dumpling Gang. Watch out! They're the tough ones. Yeah. We should make our own version of the Warriors that are all gangs like that with terrible names like that. But but the gangs themselves are like the middle same. age middle aged men in like overalls. But hey. <laughs> but then there's knife fights and shit, and somebody gets thrown in front of a subway train. I like it. All right, what's One your guy has what? a piano all the time. <laughs> they just wheel it from place <laughs> to place. Player piano. All right, my number one. And this, I don't know why this bugs me so bad, and I don't get why there's such a tie between these. It's not even the same movie, but they have the same word in the title, 
that you're like, what is it with that word that makes you have a shitty title for a movie? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, the two are Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants Oh, oh and The Divine I'm Secrets of Yaya's Sisterhood. What the fuck wow. does that mean? I'm sure there's a huge audience out there, but I'm like... Why would I want to see Sisterhood of the, the Traveling, Traveling Pants? Pants. I don't they think just it just made a sequel. I don't think that they're uh, shooting for your demographic. I'm sure you're right, and I'm sure that I'm sure that if there was a guy that looked like you that was by himself that went to Sisterhood of the Traveling <laughs> yeah. Pants, you know that the usher would come in in the middle of it with a flashlight and be like, "Sir, we've had many people ask you to leave." <laughs> it's the Sisterhood. What is it with Sisterhoods that make them name their movies so shitty? I'm sure they're okay movies, maybe. What's another one? Is there any other Sisterhood movie that... that, that the, they named the second... But Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? That doesn't make sense. Traveling sure does. Pants. Yeah. That's the part that gets you, though. Is the <sighs> traveling Pants. And the cover. And I, so I, are they I've seen, like, pants? that poster or whatever, and it has, like, a pair of pants that has, like, patches on it and stuff. Are they sharing... so many places. Are they sharing pants? I don't... Are they all in them together? And Yaya Sisterhood? I'm confused. I don't... We don't have vaginas. <laughs> That's I think at the and end of the day. And we're not sixteen, so yeah, far from both of those. Actually. Yeah, so that's you're right. Both of not those my things. not my demographic, of course. But the I, title always bugged the shit out of me. I think even if you're, I, I'm, I'm staking a claim. I'm saying it right here. <laughs> even if you're into either one of these movies, uh-huh. either one of them, you still deep down you'll you'll. Defend it till the day you die. Deep down, you know those are shitty titles for those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you own like all the books and you have like the fucking figurines or whatever the fuck they have for that shit. The pants. The yeah, action they, pants. Yeah, but they're they're not really pants. They're like a mobile that you put in your room or some fucking crazy <laughs> bullshit. Even if you own all that stuff, you seriously know at the end of the day, kind of dumb. Yeah. You know it. You know it in your heart of you hearts. You get the poster in your room and you're going to sleep with. You know, like it's like a pill. It's like a pants pillow with Miley Cyrus playing as you fall asleep, <laughs> and you're like, "I love Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants." Oh, I can't wait till they come out with a second one, and they fucking did. did. Yep. So, and I just pictured you, <laughs> me doing that, in a, like on a little, like a little pink bedspread. Yeah. Oh, like pulling it up, like, and you're in, oh, you're in, you're I'm in so jammies. Happy you're in jammies with feet. <laughs> And you pull up over and you're like, mm, and there's Miley Cyrus kind of playing in the background. You have a poster like on the on the wall behind your bed that's uh, it's a poster and it has a glass Harlequin mask and a <laughs> pair of ballerina slippers. Yep. Right? You remember you remember that poster? I do. You do. You have a sister. You remember that poster? Me okay. too. What what posters did you have growing up in your room? Oh, I had one that like, my I'm uncle... I'm talking about before music was cool. Yeah, I, I had one my uncle gave me that was a fuzzy black light poster that was uh, <laughs> that was the Grim Reaper on a Harley and the wheels were made of fire. Whoa. And it was a black light poster. It was fucking That's awesome. so much cooler than what I had. Well, my uncle gave it to me. It's not like I went to a head shop when I was yeah. nine and was like, I want that one. Like, my uncle... What did you have? <laughs> oh. I had... Um, Lamborghinis and yeah. Lamborghinis. Oh yeah, and Kathy Ireland ripped out of magazines. Yeah, so. I had a Kathy Ireland poster, but it was on the back of my door, so like my mom would never see it. Like somehow that, like she didn't go into my room when I was <laughs> at school or something. I had one, and it was a Lamborghini. It was a cop car. Nice. It, was a, it was a Lamborghini cop car. Doors up and open. Oh well, fuck yeah! And then I had uh, <laughs> a, a, a hand drawn, hand drawn by me. Uh, the cover of the Millie Vanilli record. 
Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, like sh- like shaded. Like it seriously, it looked like the Napoleon Dynamite drawings. Like it was the worst <laughs> fucking thing in the world. All right. I still have it somewhere. All right. Anyway, all right, we're gonna take a break. Oh, you know what? Uh honorable mentions, you got it. Oh, good. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, let's do I a do couple, man, because I got some. Good my mom ones. Will shoot. Of course. You have to okay, now I can do uh saving private Ryan. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, fucking stupid. It's pretty weak. Yeah. Excellent movie though. Octopussy. Yeah. Mr. Majorium's Wonder Emporium. Yeah, that's It just makes me want to... It makes me want... God, it makes me want to fucking kick you know what? Dustin Hoffman in the A couple more ass. that I found, and this is kind of a trend. Any movie title that asks a question like, are we are we done yet? Or, yeah. who's your caddy? Dude, where's my car? <laughs> yeah. Anything like that, you're just like, what? Fuck you. Uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. I like that movie. I like that movie, too. Could have been a better title. Yeah. Um, um, Operation Dumbo Drop. Reindeer Games. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad <laughs> one. Dude, Operation Dumbo Drop is pretty <laughs> terrible. This is that fucking... Does uh, does Danny Glover in that one say, I'm getting too old for this shit? I hope so. I hope in one part he's he's slowly petting the trunk of the elephant and he says, you're getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. That would have been better. The, uh, this is one, unfortunately, that I've seen because I have a child, but it's Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. Oh. <laughs> This is the last one I have. Too fast, too furious. Yeah, you gotta put that on there. Ugh. There's millions of others. Juana Man. Oh, she she the man. Her- Harold and Kumar one. go to White Castle. Like those are funny movies. Yeah, but terrible title. The wor- Yeah, you could no. come up with something better than that. I so. completely agree. They apparently get greenlighted all the time. <laughs> so, apparently. Anyways, we're gonna go ahead and listen to a song by Glacial and uh, uh, song's called Complicated. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, we'll uh, do feedback and talk about what we're doing next week. Yep. All right. Did you say next week? Next week. When we come back, we'll talk about what we're gonna do next week. Next week. Next week. Here's Glacial with Complicated. <laughs>
Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. Is that okay? Hello. <laughs> All right, time for our listener feedback. Uh, first one that I've got here is from our good buddy Mark Middlemas, who uh, first of all writes about the howling and says, I really, really dig this film. Aside from being genuinely scary and subversive, the script is by John Sayles, of all people. It's full of, it's full of in-jokes. Watch for Roger Corman in a phone booth. Oh, that was Roger Corman. Oh, and of course, that. Dick Miller, uh, Robert Picardo, etc. Rob Botton did the special effects after Rick Baker left the set to go work on American Werewolf in London, which makes perfect sense. Huh. Because the transformation seemed very similar. Similar. Uh, despite my better instincts, I'm fascinated with the weird subtext of sex and violence against the backdrop of the classic werewolf story. Yeah, that's totally. a good point. I totally agree with that. Uh, this movie has one of the, my favorite endings ever. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I totally agree. For sure. Very self-aware and tongue-in-cheek classic Dante. Um, he was curious to see what we had to say. I think that we, we're all in agreement here. I actually uh, talked to him today, and he wants to do a podcast with us, and I think we should uh, I think we should definitely do something. it. So definitely. We'll do that soon. Uh, and then uh, Cornelius, who is... Who was it? Cody. Cody, that's right. Um, anyways, uh, Cody came in uh, and wrote about... Uh, Right before I listened to this podcast, I listened to D.B. Sweeney doing an interview with Adam Carolla and found out that Apocalypse Now might not actually be Coppola's worst shooting experience. According to Sweeney, three days into shooting Gardens of Stone, which I've never heard of. I've never even heard of that either. Um, Coppola's son died in a boating accident. Yeesh. I'm sure after that, it was a real blast showing up to work every day on the movie set. That was most. That was set mostly in a cemetery. Oh, man. Oh, God. That is... Uh, I don't that's know. I feel uncomfortable up. now. Yeah, that's terrible. And then Cody also mentions that he believes that it was his wife Lisa who suggested the name a damn podcast, and it was. It was. It was. So thank uh, you very much, guys, for the feedback. We also yes. have uh, Keith Callister, who always gives us terrific feedback. And this <clears throat> explains something we are wondering. The Charlie Sheen Emilio Estevez con conversation piqued my interest, so I looked it up on Wikipedia and found out some pretty interesting stuff. Martin Sheen was born Raymond Estevez, huh. and Emilio kept I think his it's birth Ramon. name. Ramon. 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 <laughs> Raymond. Ramon. Everybody. Raymond's loves. with a Y. Ramon's R A M O N. Oh yeah. Ramon Estevez. It sounds so much sexual. It's so much sexual. <laughs> so much sexual. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my explain. god. Uh, and Emilio kept his, kept his birth name and. Carlos Irwin Estevez used his father's stage name and went with Charlie. Wow. Carlos Irwin Estevez. Good, wow. Good Things I never knew, but they have the same mother, Janet Templeton. So we're... Oh, the same mother? Yeah, they're all the same mother. So they're all related related. They're not half-brother, but... Yeah. Full brother? And apparently Martin <laughs> Sheen has the same mother, too. I don't know. They all have the so same So it's mother. a Hollywood... Hollywood... Change name, I guess. Yeah, I love that part in Weatherman where um, his his name's Spritz on it. He's like, oh, yeah. what kind of name, is Spritz? That's a bullshit name. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> Spritz. Uh, great show, by the Spritz. way. I recently watched Gremlins as well, and it was a very different experience from when I was a kid, and does not hold up to the nostalgia at all. But I'd still watch it again. I'm glad we were right. Uh, yeah, and I would still watch it again too. You know, I don't have any problem. We've never had it. feedback that disagrees with us. That's because we're awesome. That's true. We, we're That's not true. Uh, Taylor thinks that Magnolia sucks. Yeah, well, he's a douchebag. 
<laughs> now we'll get feedback from him. <laughs> Hopefully. All right, so next week uh, we will be doing uh, the uh, Woody Allen classic romantic comedy Annie Hall. Mm -hmm. And then our top five list will be top five movies, uh, top five honest relationship movies, I think is the best way to put it. Cool. Just because Annie Hall... Nails, it, Nails on it on the head so well. So uh, our top five movies that that really take that same idea of relationships, and you watch it, and your heart hurts because you're like, that's exactly what it's like. I uh, I know in a past episode I said I'd never seen it, but I have seen it since then. Yeah, I'm, I'm so this will be really cool. Again, so. Yeah, the, um, um, and then we're gonna do the Burbs. Yeah, for as our, our final installment. Yeah, and so please, everybody, do do write in uh, with suggestions for our uh, Western. Uh, Film, film, film Westernable. For what? That doesn't sound. No, it was uh, our film. Film Westernable. Film, film Westernable. It yeah. doesn't sound good now. It sounded great when you did it before. We'll have to listen back. Yeah, it was something cool. Anyway, uh, and so that's going to happen. No, not hopefully. It will happen next okay. week. I'm in the middle. It's going to be an essay. So, uh, And also next week there will actually uh, be my review. Punishment review. For Delta Farce. So you have seen it now? Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask so many questions, but I can't. Oh, <laughs> just wait for the essay. Oh, I'm sure it'll be uh, So anyway, this has been episode 21. I am Adam Sherlock. And I'm Adam Pulcher. From and from Salt Lake City, Salt Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, this has been a damn podcast. See ya. <laughs>